What's up? It's your girl Mimi, and it is episode nine of the Exactly Podcast. Tonight, I'm chilling with my girl Ro only. Hey, y'all. We missing our cool ass key. We pray all is well and that you are safe as you are vacationing. But hey, show must go on. Show must go on. So, Ro, tell me about your week. I've decided it's down with penis. What? It's down with penis. <laughs> it's down with penis. No more sex. Why? Because it clouds your thought process. It doesn't allow you to be an adult. It does allow you to be an adult. It totally allows you to be an adult. No, if you don't mishandle the D. Mishandle nothing. It don't have anything to do with mishandling. It is the fact that regardless of whether you're handling or mishandling, when you intercourse with people, you get emotions and feelings. And me and emotions and feelings right now just don't get along. Well, so because you and emotions and feel a cool ass key. Oh, sorry. Well, you ain't tell us. We didn't know. But, hey, listen, we was just speaking the cool ass key. But, anyways... Yeah, but I mean, that's on you though, and because you have recognized that, I get. I mean, I guess that's cool, but you gotta learn how to separate your emotions nope. from the D if nope. you don't want them to be involved. No, nope, because I feel like if I give anything, I feel entitled to receive. Oh, okay. So it's just a sense of entitlement. Yes, it's not even so much as you giving it up for self, for self awareness or. Self-reason is just the point of... It is self-awareness. It is self-aware that when I have sex with people, I get emotionally intertwined, and I don't want it. Let's make a correction. She meant to say when I have sex with a person, (laughs) not people. (laughs) She meant to say a person, not people. We living in 2021, people having sex with people. I mean... You telling the truth, people is having sex with people. I'm not having sex <laughs> not with people. Person, I'm having sex with person. But I'm just saying. In so general, you cutting off sex. What is the growth that you are what is the growth goal you are trying to reach? To be able to make clear and concise decisions when it comes to a relationship without emotions fogging it. Because while people try to say you should do it for love, you should do it for love, you should do it for love. No, because love would make you sit there and keep wanting to be up under someone and you're not even happy or you're not satisfied or you that's not, not love reciprocated. That's not love. Love is knowing when it's time to let a person go and let somebody else love them. Exactly. That's love. That is love, love is not staying in a situation that is harmful to you and harmful to the other person, and y'all just in misery together. That is not love, and people get that so construed. And realizing that if you are in a relationship with someone, you got to know the difference between being infatuated with someone and being in love with someone because love comes without condition. Yeah, so that's just what I'm doing. I feel like as a grown adult, I can make a decision to be to myself and by myself for a little bit until I get this whole thing figured out because I still have relationship PTSD triggers that just pop out like, ah! So you just need time to heal within yourself. Yes. 
become mentally aware? And emotionally, because this I have no control sometimes. That's part of your mental. Your emotions is a major part of your mental. But, you know, kudos to you if you're giving up sex. But that means giving up sex with men and women. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just just saying. (laughs) It goes both ways. Like, you know, hey, you got to. I if you're going to you. give it up, you're going to give it up completely. I am not interested at this point because the person that I want to give it to don't want to act right, and I just don't, you know, it's all right. I'll be okay. Don't act right. But listen. I don't try to love you, but you don't act right. Exactly. Shout out to Fantasia. But listen, it's it's a whole lot when it comes to self-awareness understanding that hey i gotta love me totally and completely before i love someone else when you don't love yourself totally and completely when you're not completely aware of your mental and every aspect of your life yeah you'll cause more damage than good so you got to be careful with that and as you stated doing away with sex there are so many emotional ties when it comes to that um hence the the word soul ties right and i just want to see like what's organic and what's just being fueled by emotional imbalance right emotional imbalance and because what are we doing Emotionally, Ro is having a moment. (laughs) (laughs) Baby, everything flies on the exactly podcast. But listen, (laughs) man, only if y'all seen this dog, y'all probably don't seen seen Key Dog. That's a big dog talking to some. It's a baby. (laughs) She is. She's actually a toddler. Throw the whole dog away. I'm sorry, Key. You will not talk grown, about karma like grown, that. It's a whole grown woman. Pull yourself together. Let's not go there with karma. I'm sorry. She <laughs> ran up to me. I, ooh, no. I do like this. No, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. <laughs> but, you know, um, well wishes on your journey to self-awareness, um, knowing to exclude those things that you know will have you emotionally tied to a situation that you don't want to be a part of. It is it is a great thing when a woman realizes that, hey, listen, this is my error, this is my flaw, and I need to take responsibility and accountability for those things. Um, I was just sharing um, on Thursday that I was convicted because I found myself saying, this is the way you made me feel about something. Nobody can make you feel any type of way about anything. You right. have to learn right. to exactly. be you have to learn to be direct and be accountable for your feelings. So if someone does something to you, the proper thing to say is the proper thing not to say, the thing not to say is you made me feel like this. No. When you did that, I felt this way. Because at this point, you're taking ownership for your feelings. You're taking ownership for your emotions. You're taking ownership for those things. And that's 
where growth comes into play because then you start to realize that, hey, if nobody can make me feel this way, that I am in complete control of my mind, my body, my soul. I'm in complete control of all of those things. And once you realize that you have complete control, can't nobody take that away from you. And once someone does take that away from you, hey, then that means it probably was never really there in the first place. Yeah, see, I'm trying to trying to learn that now and just Child, I just learned it Thursday it's okay it's a process <laughs> you know what <laughs> we're still learning listen it's like I don't, I'm, I made a decision that I didn't want to do but it made it be that way but it's like I don't know if you know the song by Giveon I'm probably saying this Giveon yes Vanish uh huh Saying things you don't mean to remind yeah. me. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what it's like. It's like I don't want to keep speaking that language. I don't want to keep arguing. I don't want it always to escalate every time that I have a conversation with somebody. Like, I just, I'm over it. But, you know, I read something that says people who are not communica- good communicators always think that you are being, that that person is trying to argue. I also read something else that talks about that. Oh, People are so used to people pussyfooting and being phony with them that when you give them a directive, they think you are being aggressive, and that's not the case. You just found somebody that is honest and direct with you, and you don't know how to take them because that's not what you're used to. You're not used to anybody communicating with you, so you become combative for no reason at all when that person was just trying to communicate with you. They were trying to communicate whatever the issue was, it becomes a thing of where you have to learn how to be a creative problem solver. How can I re how can I reevaluate this thing and revolutionize this issue to do better? This same issue is always going to come up no matter where you go, whatever issues you may have, it's always going to be some type of problem. It's always going to be some type of issue in a relationship. It's the point of how do you nothing is new is under the sun. It's right. all the point of how you are going to revolutionize that issue. How are you going to change that solving of that issue so we can move forward to the next? Because in a relationship, there's always going to be something, but it always comes about, well, how are you going to make that something into completely nothing? Like that was, that was a, what's the thing that just rolled off my back. You know, I took that with a grain of salt type of thing. But, you know, I wear my heart on my sleeve. That's hard. Right. A lot of people, especially women, they wear their heart on their sleeve. That's how we were designed. We were designed to be emotional creatures. Notice that I say emotional creatures. I did not say unstable emotional creatures. But women have attended. That's just how we were designed. We were designed to be sympathetic. We were designed to be empathetic. We were designed to care. Right. That's why you can't give yourself to any and everybody because once you do that, you pick up all that stuff and then you left with it. You 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 just you you stuck with it kind See, of thing. When when it all kind of realized it came to me, it was kind of like that. Remember the um, monologue from Tyler Perry's play Color Girls? Yes. Someone almost got away with my stuff. Yeah. That's what it was like. Thought about just someone almost got away with my stuff. And it made me just think about how so many people have gotten away with my stuff, my energy. And it's like, 
nah, I just can't keep giving it up like right. that. You gotta, I gotta start laying some type of foundation, some type of, okay, well, this is my standard. Uh, <laughs> I'm not having sex. Uh, yeah, we can date. Uh, yeah, if I'm cool with you for like, probably not even, you know, longer than 90 days. I don't know. Whatever, which it may be. I'm just not finna have sex with you over it. But and it, and then a lot of a lot of things is here's me being biblical Sally, but you know whoever you believe in and whatever you base your faith upon, you know I base my faith upon the the Bible, but everybody everybody doesn't agree with the Bible. It is a very controversial piece of bookie. It it really is, but. I base my belief upon the Bible. So, you know, the Bible tells you about those things. They they instruct women on how to care of themselves. That's why the Bible tells you don't give yourself before marriage. Don't do these things because of all of these things that start to happen. It, it tells you don't be unevenly yoked. Don't be with somebody who doesn't agree with the same morals and principles you have because if you do that then you're going to cause controversy the bible kind of tries to prevent you from having these struggles but just in case you have these struggles here's a manual for you to follow okay let me stop before i go into high high preaching here because this is not what this is about but whatever manual you use in your life then you need to go about that manual you can't preach whatever you believe in and don't follow those teachings it doesn't work like this. It doesn't work like that. You know, so you have to put your energy into whatever faith base that you that you believe in. And whatever you you believe in, then you, that's what you put your bait, that's what you put your faith in. That's what you do to encourage or to help you through whatever situation you have. You have. So, I mean, it's a day-to-day it's a day-to-day thing. And because you are single again, uh, back uh, on the prowl. I'm not on the So, but. Don't listen to her because if you slide <laughs> in my DMs, your feelings will get hurt. I'm back on that time. Your feelings will get hurt. I will not spare your ego because it is not my job to stroke it. It is your mother's and your wife's and your baby mama's. Well, <laughs> Sorry. now that we're speaking upon baby mama's, so I was watching a clip on Facebook today and dude was going in because his baby mama had allowed a dude to move in with him, with her. So granted, as the storyline unfolds, um, he was telling her, now, listen, I was on his side. So he started talking sideways. So... He was saying, you know, hey, you know, you don't move this person in the house with my kids. I don't know him. You don't know this this man like this. I got a problem with this man because I don't like the way he's treating you. And he had all of this. Back up. <laughs> Back up to I don't like the way he's treating you. Right. So, <laughs> but I'm going to get in there. Let me, let me finish unfolding my story here because it was neatly folded. So anyways, he started saying, you know, I don't like the way he's treating you. And if he's treating you like that, then ain't no telling what he's doing to my kids. You know, he he had me. You know, I was I was in his corner rooting for him like Muhammad Ali. Like I was there. And then he said, because her rebuttal was, why you worried about what I got going on? You still want me. Why you worried about what I got going on? This, this, this is what she's saying. Your kid's fine. 
And this, 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 I mean, she just, you know, shooting the breeze back with him. This joker says, well, you my baby mama. I should be able to come over here whenever I feel like it. Because you always going to be mine. I'll be able to screw whenever I feel like screwing. Pump your brakes. So, at this point, I have fell off his corner because that's not what we going to do. So, what? Even though her argument at this point has become stupid as well because she's saying, oh, he looking for a job. Oh, even Even before then, he made the comment that really had me rooting for him. He made the comment, no man should be moving in with no woman. He should be moving you and my kids somewhere. You should, he shouldn't have to move. And you, ninja. (laughs) Okay, back up. Let's address, let's, let's address one. One, let's address the fact of him saying that I don't like the way he's treating you. My homie, my G, you had an opportunity to treat a better and you didn't. You set the standard right there. You set the standard right there for the next for the next man, woman, whomever to come behind. And, and if she, you know, that's what oh. she used to. But then you have the audacity to say, oh, well, I don't like the way he's treating you. Well, you should have thought about that before you set the example and standard in her head and then left her there by herself with your kids. So I don't know how that part unfolded. I don't know how they broke up or anything. But when she started arguing and saying, um, oh, he looking for a job. Oh, he took my car to go up to the street, go up the street to the guy. And then the baby daddy started saying, well, I seen him in the club, you know, giving, giving the money, you know, spending his money on so-and-so and so. Oh, snap. I seen what you're talking about. So it was like, he started off right. And then all of a sudden he went to the left, to the left. Like I was confused at. What had just because he started talking stupid and she started talking stupider. So and by this let, moment, I just couldn't finish the let, whole video. Let's unpack. Let's unpack. Because two is the comment that he made about, well, you my baby mama, I could come in. I should be able to come here anytime that I want. I should be able to have you anytime that I want. So you're telling me that you want to put a ring on my finger and come back home and drop shorty that you with? Because that's all I'm hearing. All I'm hearing is that you are bitter. As the man in the room, um, that is a a uh I wanna say like urban legend. Niggas feel like they baby mamas, they can fuck anytime. Yeah, it's an urban legend. Yeah, it's died. They they need it's to kill them myth. Oh. Yeah. It's not true. Those unicorns oh. don't exist. Right. Mermaids don't either. It's just I I I don't you not finna tell me that you gonna have full access to me but you don't want the responsibilities or none of that, that please. come with the full access right. of me. You're mad. You're mad because someone else is here and is it's not you. But he, but who she had invited in the situation was just a sorry. That's what I'm getting to. Since she should, she she she, I wouldn't even told the world that he's not working. I would not have told the world that he's not working. And then you move him in your house. What he gonna help with? And then you on Section Eight because the baby daddy did say, "Well, I'm gonna call the front office and let Section Eight know that he done moved in." Well, that's so your you baby. Gonna lose your, you gonna lose your place. Well, that's your fault. And if you if she lose her place because you don't call Section Eight, that's your responsibility to put her up. Because yeah, no problem. Because the kid. first thing the first thing he said, now nah, I don't think he has responsibility to his baby mama, but he does have responsibility to his kids. It was her choice to move Cletus in the house. So no, it is not his. It is not his uh, responsibility to take care of her, but it is his responsibility to ensure that his children have a place to lay their head. 
Roger don't, no, uh-uh. No, no. mm-mm. Roger when, when needs we to cut, get over it. When we cut time, like, I'm not finna pay. If I was, if I was the nigga, I ain't finna pay your light bill at your house where my kids stay. Your light bill do, bring me my kids over here because I got lights and you need to figure out the rest. That ain't my problem. Oh, no. My kids is, my kids is my problem, not you. I, it's, it's not that, it's, no. That's not what we're going to do. Because then if, if that man, especially if you have a good man, if that man decides to have a woman in his life and because you expect him to take care of you because he been taking care of you even when y'all went together, then you still expect those things. And that's not going to happen, Captain. That's, that's not going to happen. Oh, you been doing it. Well, I have somebody now. Then you got more problems that you have. To, so let's let's just avoid all those problems. The kids need, listen, I got family right now. The cable was going to get cut off. The baby mama asked him to pay the cable bill. He politely told her, no, my mama got cable. Take her to my mama's house. Guess what? I'm with you when you're right. Long as the baby. I don't know, because depending on how far his mama's house is, why I'm going to spend my gas to go to your mama's house when you could just. I'll come me? get him. Okay, yeah, that'll work. You can do that. Yeah. I, I'll come get him. Don't don't even worry about it. When it comes down to my child and my child having what they need. Yeah. Well, my baby daddy ain't never did nothing for his chocolate babies. So I feel like if I was to say, Hey, I need whatever, it shouldn't be no question to it. You run around here sticking your penises and having other babies with surgical nurses and ish. How you gonna get with a woman that know you got other children but then she don't have your back when it comes to them other children? So in that in that instance, you have, in some cases, I guess you I'm have just a different woman. No, in some cases, that woman does have. See, this is where it comes into play. No, I ain't got your back when it comes to your kids, and you just no, my that's boyfriend. Not what I, mean. I mean, like you don't make you don't require this man to work. You don't require this man to do nothing with his life. Nothing, absolutely nothing. Because but you know he got all these other responsibilities. Is- but and back child support building up. You got three other kids. I'm sorry, four other children. But you know, sometimes you have women out here. A piece of man is better than no man. And then when you have those those women that believe that a piece of man is better than no man, you got trouble. They don't require them to take care of their children. Like they they don't require my. My son's father was married for 10 years. When he first married her, she was all on board for him being responsible for his son. As soon as I had something to say concerning my son, it became a problem. It became an issue. It became, let's just say it just became an issue. And then once it became an issue, it was like, hey, I don't, I'm not, I'm I'm not doing it. I'm not begging you to do anything for him. You know he living. She know he living. And what kind of woman are you to allow him to know that he has a child that he know is his and he's not doing for that child? That's the problem. Now, if you're in a situation where he doesn't, and I'm, I'm speaking if that man is your husband. Now, if he ain't your husband, then that ain't your business. That's that's how I feel about it. That ain't your business. If he ain't taking care of She better not marry that's right. Now she marry him. She we got a problem. She that'd be the dumbest thing. 
that you taking ever. care of Becky children, but don't, but not taking it, care of your own. It is Becky children. I'm going dead. It is Becky, Sarah, Sally. <laughs> Becky, Sarah, Sally. So <sighs> that's what I'm saying because Becky, Sarah, Sally bank over a hundred K a year, close to it. They don't feel the necessary need. You got Sally who get in her feelings and didn't want to go to child support. I need almost $600. But every time we get on the internet, you in some five-star restaurant. You in Cancun. You going this place. You going that place. Girl, please sit down. You 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 might, you might need to put your check back and make it easier for the rest of us because you know he ain't got no money. He ain't going to have no money. So sit down somewhere. Let the, the people that need the other tribe members that need it get from the pot. It's, it's, it's a team effort. And while I've been trying to get everyone on a team effort, I'm not going to do all that. I tried that. The only person I deal with is Ooh, Let's two. talk about that team effort, trying to get people to be on your team, trying to get people to understand that life does not have to be miserable, trying to get under people to understand that everybody ain't a problem. Just because every time you turn around, you trigger by something and it don't be other people. Have you ever really sat to really think that you probably the wrong team member? No, I'm, I mean, it's just, ooh, trying to trying to encourage people to become a part of your team and letting them fit into your circle because your circle is calm, cool, and collected, and there you will find peace within that circle. You will find help within that circle. You will find total access within that circle, but you decide to be a jerk. What, that's that's about as clear as I can put it. When when I was married, I knew this man came with two baby mamas, two kids, and a grandbaby. The grandbaby came along the way. So I felt it was my priority to make sure, okay, these is like an extension of me, still me. So okay, your son but comes back to up, stay with what, us. Back up. You were what? A wife. That's that's what you were supposed to do. I worked for that position, but I was doing these things, small items of these things before. But what came to a head is what you're not finna do is call and demand something of me because you is in a funky mood and think I'm supposed to jump and say hi hi. No ma'am. So what she did she she I have a list. A on site list. If I ever see you, whether it be in my car, on the street, she on my list because I sat outside and I waited. I waited. Listen, I waited till it got dark. You do not. <laughs> you no, excuse me. You will not have me to be a witness of you saying anything with JSO. I don't know. I wasn't there. Listen, this is not even my ears listening. I have no <laughs> parts of this whatsoever. So if you listen to the exactly podcast, this is the part you need to fast forward through because you didn't hear that part. Okay. Anyway. Anyways, but it just, even to like now, it's, it's like, okay, well, I don't have any say so, but let's go do something with the kids. Baby girl need a hair done? Go get a hair done. The boys need a haircut? All these boys need a haircut? Everybody go get a haircut. But that's just me, even with Christmas. Oh, okay, everybody need Christmas. Let's put it all in a pot. Everybody get Christmas. That's just me, though. 
I don't understand how these women can be so combative and you have another woman that's willing to stand up in the paint and help you. And it's not a lot of women that be out there. It's women that get with these men and they be like, oh, well, I don't know what to tell you. You need to, I, I don't know. She doesn't need to be calling that much. I don't know. We don't need to be sending that much. We don't need to be doing that much. Why? Why does any of that have to change just because you came in the picture? You're supposed to be able to bring something more to the table. Hop on the train. Not supposed to slow it down or change direction. So when it comes to that, if he's already paying, I'm just being, I'm just being honest. If he's already paying $500 a month for the one child that he has for you, that ain't my, this, this, oh. I'm, I'm coming. I'm, I'm, and he gets with me. I'm content that he's taking care of his responsibility. I'm not going to have any say so in that, that pot. I don't care long as that child is being taken care of. The problem will come for me is once that child is being neglected. And it won't be on the count of me that anybody's child will be neglected. Never will be on the count of me. Now, this is where we get in the mix of all of this. Please be sure of who or the man that I'm with or the man that I married. Please make sure that you know the status of fraternity. Once I have laid my or said my thought on that and everything concerning paternity, it becomes up to him. When I have let you know that I am supportive and that I support you in any area and aspect of your life and you still decide to decline, no, I'm not going to beg the man that I'm with to go take care of a baby. That he, No, I'm, I'm not, not going to do it. That's not, that's not what I'm going to do. And don't ask me to do it because you have women that are in that, position you know okay well oh he ain't doing nothing for mine well honey when it was time for you to go do what you need to do did you do it if i say something to him about it once again as a wife not a girlfriend because that ain't my place that ain't my business and don't ever get it to conscrewed that sometimes these women that have husbands that are not taking care of children they don't know whether the children theirs or not and they have tried to take care of the situation, and the situation was not taken care of. Now you have a child out here that needs that needs a father figure, but because that child needs a father figure, I can't become emotional in the situation and say, well, you know what, just go ahead. No, it don't work like that, because then at that point, you take it from the table. And I, I can't have you take it from the table. I can't have you take it from the table. I can't have you take it from the table and then come to find out that this is not what it is. So, I mean, it's so many scenarios when it comes to that issue. So many, so many, so many scenarios, so many things when it comes to that, that issue. I mean, I feel like it's a two part effort. And when people don't, people are not parents, and then they expect bonus parents to be the parent. I have a problem with that. Right. Like, I'm just extra. Right. Th this is your responsibility. I'm just extra. Now, what we're not going to do is you have a child out here that you know is yours and you're not taking care of it. I marry you. It ain't going to work like that because you won't leave me with mine. See, I got to the point where I've had conversations with you. I don't say, you know, where everything's at. You do a little bit and then you stop. That's the trend. I'm not finna come and ask you and keep asking you for nothing when you know they living uh, that's e exactly i'm not finna babies here and i'm I, i'm i'm not going to down what you do or what you send because anything is acceptable i'm grateful for that 
But at some point, we almost 30 years old. We almost 30 years old. And you're old, you 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 31. There are some things in life that you should be changing. There is no reason why that once COVID, there, there, I won't say once COVID hit, but there is no reason why the only job that you've ever had in your life is bussing tables and bartending at the age of 30. As a grown man, you can't get your license because you can't catch up on child support. So it ain't like you could go and get into a job where you're driving and making more money because you don't you you're not even taking care of the back end responsibilities. So when is how do I how do I say this? Because I just feel like as a woman, if you're with a man and you're trying to and you trying to be with a man, why would you sit there and you watch him and sh- struggle and not and, and not try to help him build build him up? I I just be trying to picture and fathom this whole situation, and I just be like, okay, well, you know what? Some people just have sta- these these weird standards. In some instances, once again, we go back to the think of women <laughs> who thinks a piece of man is better than no man so they accept anything and then guess what when they accept anything they become bitter at the baby mama cause now she's stuck with his foolishness she is stuck with oh my god because he has razzled dazzled her and he has put up this facade that he is this that and the other and because he is this, that, and the other, it is a, it is a problem, and it's the baby's mama fault. It ain't the baby mama fault. It ain't the ba- baby mama fault at all. Put it in the microphone. Okay, we'll get to that. So it's more so if you look at pictures. You've got to look at these people's pictures. So this this just to change it up and not be so serious. So this is a company that they bake goods and whatnot. Here go their refrigerator. I'm pretty sure y'all don't see it on Facebook and everything. Look, you see that kitchen, right? You seen the stove, you seen the roaches, you seen all that, right? <laughs> they put that on Facebook for everybody to say, advertising. That they was going to be at a pop-up that I believe actually might have happened today. And they were selling them people that food. Now, they're supposed to be at another pop-up tomorrow. Selling people the food. Now, for y'all who ain't seen the video, <laughs> they basically, you know, people who make the cupcake of desserts and then they go out and they sell them. Well, they don't make some little cupcakes of desserts to go out and sell them, but they like advertising it in their house and their kitchen, and it is filthy. They got roaches caked up at the bottom of the refrigerator, the stove dirty. You can see the food all in the drip tray. You, it's roach poo all on all on the cabinet door and everything. You just watch it and load it up, load it up. Y'all better stop eating from everybody's house. Y'all going to be around here growing monkey ears and donkey tails. Eating these people's stuff. You don't know what these people got going on in their fridge there. <laughs> <laughs> the <fuck>? On their stove. <laughs> 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 
just nasty. We just had to switch it up a little bit because we was getting real serious, and I believe that role was getting a little triggered. I was. The funny <laughs> part about it is the snacks are called, they're, they're like House of the Crunch snacks. So <laughs> Y'all crunching oh, on roaches, roach eggs. Roaches, they babies, the egg sack, all that, because I'm telling you, baby don't clean. There's no way, no way she cleaning. I'm still trying. How do roaches get in the refrigerator? They don't even like the cold. How do roaches get in the refrigerator? And how do you not look at that every day and not want to wipe that down? And then that stuff start to stink. Listen, Linda. <laughs> <laughs> That's some nasty stuff. Listen, cleanliness is close to God. Be clean, y'all. Like, come on now. Y'all selling stuff at y'all house. And listen, there's a spot. I won't call the name. Because it'll either get us canceled or take us to the top. So I'm just going to let that ride. Hey, y'all can't be stealing uh, stuff from the country. It's going to either get us canceled or take us to the top. But there is a restaurant. Not even a restaurant, but it's, it's like a little spot or whatever. They selling food. But it's like... Meat presentation is everything. Don't just slap my food on no plate. Like, just don't. That stuff, it looks disgusting. And then the spot that you're selling the food out of, it's nasty. Like, it used to be a gas station. Like, yeah. come on. Like, you got to do, you got to do better. Like, <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to uh, drop this because if I keep talking, it's <laughs> I just feel so bad for the people tomorrow. I just feel so bad because <laughs> you know black folks. Black folks will change their name overnight in a minute, and you'll right. be out there eating the same thing and don't even realize it. And I'm just like, how you don't – I need y'all to do better. I need y'all to do better. Y'all want us to be out here marching and doing and creating all these opportunities and bringing money into the community. Ain't nobody finna bring no money, and you're going to keep uh, – your upkeep is like that. That well, is disgusting. Now, now listen – if you buy salads from Alicia's Singing Salad, my kitchen does not look like that. It doesn't. My house does not look like that. It don't. I suffer from OCD. She do. To the point that I can't sleep if something is out of place. She can't. I don't leave if my floor isn't swept. So, therefore, you don't have to worry about this over here. This is the part where I have swept around my own front porch and I can sweep around yours. If your house is nasty, don't be selling nobody. You spraying roach spray and selling people food. Oh, that made my stomach hurt. Oh, that made you my gotta hurt. be careful what what you doing out here. And then you so stupid. It's either gonna take us to the top or get it get us canceled. But you such an idiot. Not even a brilliant idiot. Shout out to Charlemagne. Not hey. even a brilliant idiot. You just a dumb, stupid idiot. You gonna post it on Facebook with your house looking like that? You didn't even think to clean up just the little area that you was gonna post on Facebook? This deserves donkey. Audacity. I just buy from you because you got courage. What? I'm not even finna buy from him because he got courage. They better go in the trash in their face. No, I can't support you like that, dog. I can't support you poisoning the community. 
I can't support you poisoning the community. Listen, nah. y'all listen. be quick to call them people on the Asian on them Chinese restaurants and the Asian people and the cats and everything go missing or your food be messed up. But y'all mean to tell me y'all want y'all come on, don't don't do it. Don't do not it. even realizing that prairie dogs, they are meant to be ate. Chinese people eat prairie dogs. They not getting no dogs out your yard getting them. They're prairie dogs. So yes, you are eating dogs. They're just prairie dogs. Why you even had to do that? I'm sorry. I'm just letting you know. But you didn't have to do that. You ain't have to do none of that. You didn't have to do none prairie of that at all. Prairie dogs. Y'all think it's chicken. It's prairie dogs. <laughs> y'all think it's chicken. It's prairie dogs. Oh, that, dogs. That's messed everything up. That's messed everything up. <laughs> it has. It's messed everything up. Everything. I'm good now. So, you know, the red meat that's supposed to be your beef and broccoli. <laughs> I don't even eat that. I try to be bougie and go to Hawker's. Oh, you know another one? P.F. Chang. Shout out to P.F. Chang's. Chicken is chicken. chicken shrimp is, is shrimp. And shrimp. Beef is beef. It is. <laughs> it is great. But, yeah, so, <laughs> guys, please make sure your house is up to par. Now, your house could be as nasty as it want to be. But at least when you post it on Facebook, put on the facade that you clean. You know how y'all talk about them girls and them dirty mirrors? It applies to your house as well. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> y'all work hard to make sure the mirror was clean after that. Make sure your house clean. And it'd be bad if that was his house and he got a woman staying there. And that's just how she, man. Ooh. Her draw is probably crusty. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was in my keyboard. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh, let me stop. You, let me stop. I but just you know, I just pray. In, in, in it, you, I, that's something I just can't stand. I just feel like where you lay your head should be clean. Where you lay your head should be clean. It I should be. My mom always taught me that your house should always be company ready. I bet her hair and her nails did, though. <laughs> her hair and her nails could be done, but I bet her scalp dirty and under her nails is dirty. You know what? <laughs> she got the little scorch mark on the side of her nail from trying to hold the blunt with, from trying to hold the rope. <laughs> okay, let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. Listen, <laughs> this is no offense to anybody that's dirty. No. This is just a moment what of conviction. Wait, wait, no, nah, no. Nah, they need to be offended. Listen, listen. Be offended. Listen. It'd be different if you disabled. This you is a moment of conviction for you. If you feel convicted, this is the time to do creative problem solving this is- and go ahead and solve the problem by cleaning up. Keeping your area clean. Don't be dirty all your life. It is okay to have some sense of cleanliness. No, I'm not talking about anybody should be able to eat off your flow. But when I walk in your house, I shouldn't have to kick trash out my way to get to make a pathway. No, that shouldn't be. Your house shouldn't stink. And I meant just what I said, stink. Mm. Your house shouldn't smell like draws. Mm. Your house shouldn't smell like animals. <sighs> if you have an animal, it shouldn't smell like you have an animal. If your house smell like you have a dog and you don't have a dog, then you have a problem. Mm-hmm. I need you to feel convicted to go grab that bleach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I need you to pour it in that bucket. Mm-hmm. Take the bucket to the sink. Yeah, Turn yeah, on the yeah. faucet. 
Turn it on, yeah. Let the bucket fill up. Fill it up. Let it fill. Fill it up. Now go get you that fabuloso. Yeah. Oh, you go splash it in there. Yes. Let it aromify your sound. <laughs> fill it up. Fill it up. Fill it up. Fill it up. Fill now, it up. Now I know you may not have a mop because we on section eight and we in the hood and we got to get creative. So we're going to get that T-shirt and that towel. <laughs> and we're going to dip it in the mop we got a mop, 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 mop. Scrub mop, with the feet. <laughs> Scrub. <laughs> yes, Lord. <laughs> so, moral of the story is... <laughs> Clean your house before you post it on Facebook trying to sell me a goddamn cupcake. Woo! <laughs> All right, so we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with you after these brief messages. And we are back. Exactly. So, listen, we just left y'all with a little... <laughs> A little nugget about cleaning your houses. Just just make sure your house clean before you be out here selling people food and stuff. Like I looked at the video again, y'all. Listen, D and Scus and Ng. Just wins. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense for your refrigerator where you make food. Oh, and then listen, I went back. And looked at the video again. They had the doggy treat sitting on top of the cupcakes that they're going to give y'all tomorrow. Just to let you know. Dang. I was going to leave that out. The doggy treats was sitting on top of the stuff that you're going to buy from the pop-up shop tomorrow. Part two. <laughs> so, so with that... Being said, let's let's flip back real quick. Um, there's been a lot going on with the killings of our young black people um, this week, and you know it is sad. It is it is truly truly sad. This either gonna take me to the top or it's gonna get me canceled. This is my opinion. Please understand what my opinion means. That means this is how I feel. This is not a fact, which is true. This is my opinion. This is my point of view. My point of view of it all is we as a people need to start making better decisions as a people. Is it right for us to be stereotyped? Nope. But we are not the only race to be stereotyped. Is it right for the killings of our black young men and women? Nope. It is not right. At all. But please understand the term justifiable and unjustifiable. Please understand the term of training and not being trained. We have to look at all of the content and not just what we want to see. Because when we start looking at things from only our vision and our point of view, we lose our objectiveness. And sometimes we have to be objective. Did she deserve to die? No. But what I feel is that her decision 
cost her her life. I wish she would have stayed in the house. I wish she wouldn't have ran out that door. Once again, emotions got the best of her. Do I agree with the the police officer decision to shoot? I don't. I believe that he could have disabled the situation. But once again, this man did what he was trained to do. He was trained to use deadly force when someone else's life was in jeopardy. It's a sad, sad situation. But once again, justifiable, unjustifiable. Trained, not trained. This is where we have to do change. Let's not just march and don't change nothing. Because change starts with us. If we don't change the hostility that we have towards any other race, they're not going to change their hostility towards us. When the, when it has nothing, when there's been nothing but hostility, if you're not trained properly, you meet properly, you meet hostility with hostility. When you're not kind, you reap unkindness. We have to do better. We have to learn how to articulate with our words and not our hands, our emotions, and our thoughts. We have to do better as a people. Bro, what are your feelings on what has taken place this week? I feel like I feel like that there was enough news coverage for anybody that is a police officer to make them aware and to become more aware of how to properly handle situations. I feel like there's been more than enough examples there's been more than enough examples of incidents going wrong for them to be more aware or to take their own responsibility in making themselves aware that there needs to be a change and change starts with the action and they have to lead with that action, whether it goes against company policy or not. As a police officer in a community service worker, you have a moral right to the people before you have a policy right to your government or to your state or to, I mean, that's really sums it up to being a police officer, whether you are in some high rank official, you still have a responsibility to the people. That's why you are there to be a responsibility of a service to the people. So that means as people evolve, your job title and your position and your involvement with people also has to evolve and that's what has not happened it hasn't evolved we have to go back and remember that the only reason that a sheriff's department was invented was to go and hunt slaves and niggas when they ran away and in some ways some of those policies that have been in place still reflect that time frame and it is in a way or a verbiage that it's not it's hindsighted it's so it's so in your face and vague at the same time that 
people may overlook it and they just see, okay, well, this is my job. When you go into a job, you just want them to train you and you want to make the money. You don't think, oh, well, what they could be possibly trained to me to do is wrong. You may have some conflict with it, but at the end of the day, you have to feed your family. So the conflict that you may have with it is going to override the fact, the conflict that you may have is going to be overridden by the fact that you got to pay your bills, you got to take care of your family, you got to make sure that the lights in your house stay on and you live this lifestyle that you worked so hard to establish. So it just has to be a counteraction of balance, just like the people in the community need therapy. Those police officers need therapy. It's an everyday thing. They're constantly put in different scenarios and situations where they have to learn how to react. And not every situation is the same. Exactly. And I, when we say that every situation is not the same, once again, my opinion, stop comparing every officer in every situation with the officer and a white person to an officer and a black person. You cannot do it because, first off, it's not the same officer. That officer does not have the same morals as the next officer. That person who acted erratically that was white just so happened to get an officer that was morally accountable. He didn't get with the officer that was not morally accountable because – to me, honestly, if a white officer feels threatened by a white person, they are all trained to use deadly force. But just because, as Ro just said, that officer, we only we are only seeing officers that are not true choosing moral moral direction. They're not choosing morality over policy. This is true. But there are officers out here that do. that do. It's just so happened that we're only seeing it done with white people. But let me share something with you. I well, have ran into I was just about to I say have ran into white officers who treated me with the highest level of, of respect. respect. I have been in the car with my husband, and a white officer has pulled him over and has treated him with the highest level of respect. Now I have run into a situation where I was pulled over with guns drawn on me and I had a one-year-old in the back seat. I was petrified and scared. I was pulled over because my vehicle resembled a vehicle that was in a robbery down the street. So they automatically pulled me over but came guns drawn I was scared every cop is not the same cop so we have to treat each cop accordingly that goes to everywhere but social media the media everybody has conflicted this thing so much to where people are so blindsided and they yeah. don't understand and I they totally I, I totally agree with you of why the sheriff's office was started. Yes, it has been reformed in so many ways, but yes, words say a whole lot of stuff. If you don't read them, you have to be able to read words. You have to be able to decode words. If you cannot decode words, then you're not going to be successful in this thing. When you're trying to depict the argument, you can't do it. But when it comes down to 
police officers, we have to remember they got families to go home to. They have wives. They have children. They have family that they have to go home to. So their natural instinct. But this is where the conflict comes in. Because you have that feeling, this is where, this is actually where the disconnect is happening. Because it's almost like going to war. You trying to get back to your family just like they're trying to get back to their family. But nobody's thinking about the fact that we both trying to do the same thing. Exactly. That's good. We trying to both accomplish the same th- the same goal. But at this time. So what do you guys think about the um, the George Floyd police act that they were trying to get passed that uh, that we were listening to on the Brilliant Idiots about uh, qualified immunity, which contains of these police that get that they get off because of qualified immunity. Or they just because they're behind the blue wall, per se. And um, but if they remove qualified immunity, they can get they can be uh they can get their pension taken, and be more subject to go to jail just as fast as a regular citizen. So what do you guys think about that? Okay, so for people who don't know what qualified immunity is, because I had to look this up. In the United States, qualified immunity is a legal principle that grants government officials performing discretionary functions immunity from civil suits unless the plaintiff shows that the official violated clearly established statutory or constitutional rights of which a reasonable person would have known. So it has to be clear. So which going into like the backers and forth with the neon is is the chokehold excessive or, or not. not is that the the proper chokehold or the knee on the neck and it has to be clear or the line or with them they they move the goalpost so much but you're absolutely correct because this was the deciding thing in the case the fact that his superiors got up there and said that this was excessive force and this is not how we train you new york and other states have went as far as getting rid of that illegal chokehold and that's what gets that's what causes a lot of these police officers to be convicted because you have so many people that have been trained in the old ways and they have been on the force for so long that it's true that you can't trick, you can't teach an old pony new tricks because they're already stuck in their ways. But you have these older officers now training these younger officers. And you already intimidated coming in as a younger officer. It is, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, it is so disturbing to know that there's a possibility that an officer can take my child's life. And because it's unclear, (laughs) rather it was justifiable that this man can still, or this woman can still keep their pension. They can still be able to take care of their family even after they retire, they're still able to do these things. Whereas here I am a mother who has to bury her child. I am a mother who has to explain to her grandchildren 
why this happened. I am a mother or a grandmother who, and a wife who is afraid for her father, her husband, her son, her grandchild, her grandchildren, because they are all males to walk out the front door. Now, hear me out. When you walk out your front door, or even when you lay your head down at night, it's a gamble. But even still, when it comes down to the point of the person who is supposed to protect me is the person that could possibly kill me. That's the scary, scary, detrimental reality to deal with. That's a lot. I've decided my baby is going to turn 13 this year. He is almost six foot six pushing six one now but he's this chocolate handsome man but he has locks and i've come to the conclusion i told him we gonna have to cut them we have to cut them and we'll start over we'll start over when you're easier to maintain them because one trying to you know maintain both of us with locks is one thing but then the climate is changing and i just keep thinking to myself there is nothing anybody can do to stop me from dismantling the establishment Cause I will go completely ghost. Y'all won't be able to find me. <coughs> I just I can't. That's my fear all the time because he does part of his school day at school and then he walks home. So my fear when he was walking home was someone stopping him, thinking, "Oh well, he's skipping school," thinking he's in high school or something of that such. And really, he's just getting out of school early, walking home, minding his business. You know, um. I'm going to tell this story, which is at the time she was four. Uh, My goddaughter, um, four years old at the time, there was um, my aunt, a classmate of hers, passed away. So we were sitting to the table and we were talking about the classmate that passed away. This is a four-year-old. She said, oh, that's sad. What happened? The police killed him? No four-year-old should be able to correlate, infer or correlate the police to killing, the police to murder. That, that, that shouldn't be. Children should be able to look at Officer Friendly like I did and know that Officer Friendly is to protect me. But children don't know that. Heck, adults don't know that. They they don't know who to trust. They don't know whether to trust this officer or not. They don't know what's about to happen. You know, you have to ask, can I, do you mind if I reach in my purse and get my license? Because that's all I'm doing. I'm not reaching for nothing. It's blase, blase, blah. But you, you got a pencil. I, um... I got pulled over about a month ago and it just so happened that I was blessed to be approached by, um, officers who were pleasant. Um, the first officer that approached me, he was objective. He came, you know, he came to do a job, but the other officer realized that I was, I was nervous. So he came and he, he came and he, you said that the he came and he um he consoled me and it was just like you know once he did that I felt better um or whatever but 
those even for those moments just to have that extra training to be able to identify that identify when someone is upset or when someone is nervous even being able to identify to even say to me it's okay you all your stuff straight yes sir everything is fine okay it's okay what you got to eat what you okay i went to shout go, out to the officer yeah you know he he his thing was he realized that i was uncomfortable and with me being uncomfortable, then with me asking, can I get my license or whatever, the officer, the other officer, he said, you don't have to ask me that. I, I pulled you over. But see, who's to say that the next officer would have been that place? Who, right. Who's to say that the next officer wouldn't have blew my head off because I was reaching to get my license? Exactly. So I was able to openly tell that officer that. I was just asking because I, I don't need nobody shooting me. So, you know, it's, it's, I just feel like those disclosures you shouldn't have to give to your law enforcement. I don't want you to shoot me. Can you just get my stuff? You know, can you get my stuff? You know, having my husband don't even go in my purse. I have to tell him, can you just get the wallet out my purse? You know, but for me to tell the officer, hey, it's in my wallet in my purse. If you want to get it, you know, you can. No, ma'am, you're fine. You can get your, you can get it or whatever. You know, it's, it's just. You know, rest in peace to those that have lost their lives at the hands of the people that are supposed to protect them, because protect us. Poor training and- because they are not trained properly. Or some probably are trained properly, just decide to do what the hell they want to do. Just like I honestly believe that the officer, because he does not, he does not deserve his name to be called, but the officer that killed George Floyd, you, you you were trained to do this correctly, and you decided to prove a point, and you cost this man his life. Not only did you cost and then the sad part about it is you so cocky, you cool. cool you ain't even, collected. you cool, calm, and collected because you just know this judge is finna tell you not guilty on all three charges. You know you, you all right. You made history because now the judge is reading off these charges to you and you looking like, wait a minute, wait, 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 what? You so nervous and you, as he's reading this thing, you are jotting down the lawyer's phone number because you're, you already in your brain. You're trying to appeal this. You, you, you did wrong. This is, this is wrong. You need to be held accountable. It's the safest thing would be to stay in jail because the same way that they when the same way that he fled the first time and they had them and they had um QQ Newton gun club and all these different gun clubs outside his house ready and waiting for him the same thing could happen but I don't think these it'll be a random person I don't even have no type of association affiliate with this just because of simplified people tired how do you feel about I want to know how you feel about it before I respond to it. How do you feel about him being in isolation away from the general public, general population, not public, excuse me, general population, um, him being in isolation versus general population? How do you feel about that? So there are several different ways that this could play out because we all know that in prison it is predominantly black. black. So... We also know that in prison you do have that segregated group of 
skinheads, KKKs, all that stuff. So now you have the conflict of do you go and hang with them and try to side with them? But if you do that, everybody's going to say it's going to mess up your whole appeal case. You have no safety. You can't go you can't go to normal population because right now you got white niggas and black niggas at your neck because the black niggas going to pay the white niggas to off you. Just period. So I, it ain't no win-win situation for him at this point. If there was still a death penalty, I'm pretty sure that that would be on the table for him. But at this point, he's going to have to figure out how to navigate his whole life. Is he Whether he get out, he's going to die. If he live and stay in there, he's going to die. His destiny at this point is death. So I looked at it from a whole nother view. I looked at it as isolation will be the best for him. Meaning, that, meaning you have black guards, you have white guards, and in isolation, there's minimum security. In isolation, people are bound to go crazy. In isolation, I, I even read in isolation, people begin to talk to themselves and they begin to befriend the roaches. Mental illness becomes a major, major factor when you're dealing with isolation. Now here, I'm he sorry. He not kill himself. So at this point, from what, from what my understanding is, he's on suicide watch. Man. Dose him And up. he's on, <laughs> he's on suicide watch. He is ready. He, he has threatened to kill himself. Dose him up. So this, at this point, I believe that isolation is the ultimate punishment for him besides death. Like I said, there is minimal security on that isolation floor. Remember Tales from the Hood and at the end of the movie? Oh, man, you didn't watch Tales from the Hood? Oh, man, please tell me you watched Tales from the Hood. Okay, so remember at the end of the movie where the, the white lady had the man strapped to the table and they were spinning him around? And electrocuting him, that's what he need. That's what he need right there. They just need to strap him down and spin him around and make him replay all that I stuff I think in his he head. needs to reflect on his choice, the choice that he made. I think they should. I think that they should put a. Um, <laughs> I think that they should put a painting of George Floyd on his cell wall <laughs> and make him sit there and, and just look just look at him. I don't care if he sit and look at him and just, if he sit there long enough, sooner or later he gonna say, what have I done? I, I just really do. I just feel like they should put something on the wall that reminds him of George Floyd. I feel like he needs to be tortured with that man's face. I think they should make him sit in a cell and play George Floyd begging for his life over and over and over again. I think they should make him listen to him say, I cannot breathe. I cannot breathe. I cannot breathe. Then he like, I think they should make him mama. listen, listen to him beg for his mother. And then I dare you to say, I want my mama. I think these are, I just think that's a sufferable punishment. If you ask me. 
Make him sit there and watch that video. Make him sit there, put a picture of him with his knee on that man's neck. Because this is the decision that you decided to make that caused you to be here. He should be reminded daily of his decision. Because you can't say, oh, I was doing my job. No. You were not. And then what make it so bad, George Floyd told this man. I, no, even before then, he told this man, I got PTSD because the police shot at me before. I, I'm scared. He told him he was scared. Before he even put him, he told him, I'm scared, man, I'm scared. I got PTSD because police shot at me before. I'm scared. He had already expressed to this man, I am scared. That lessened his threat right there. He told them that he was afraid of him. You were intimidated by this man's size. You were intimidated by this man's color. I just want to say, if you hear my child calling out for me, please help him. In any way, shape, or form, help him. I just, you know, it it is a sad, it was one of those things where it was embedded and imprinted, it will be imprinted in my mind forever to hear this man say, I just want my mama, I, I can't breathe. Just let me die. Like this man is pleading for his life and when he realized that his life was being snuffed from him, he gave up. That's a sad, sad situation. This man suffered. You had people all in London like marching been, for this man. I feel like this should have been treated as a hate crime. I feel like this should have been treated as a hate crime. This should have been the first thing that should have been treated as a hate crime. Because it's just, it's, it's like you said, he, he knowingly knew what he was doing. And he had several people telling him, hey, 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 you have... It was enough sta- bystanders to help you if the situation escalated. It was even people willing to say, hey, let me just treat him medically. You ain't even got to uncuff him. You refuse to do that. So you impeached his rights by refusing medical attention because he needed it. There was someone out there that was willing to give him medical attention who, who realized and who had assessed the situation to realize, hey, he needs help. He needs help. You you ain't got to just just let me help him. You revoke that right from him. And and at that and I believe the, all of these things played a major part. I didn't even watch the trial. I didn't want to watch the trial. It, I, but I believe that these things that we're bringing up tonight it helped convict this man. It helped see help people see that hey, listen. This is a man that begged for his life. This is a man that strangers begged for his life. So now that we've now that we've moved past the the death of George Floyd, now we need to start centering in on Ahmed Aubrey. Because it's so many things that's wrong with this and we've been distracted with George Floyd. When this that is the biggest hate crime of them all. They get Listen, they're still riding around in the evidence. It's still parked down in front of the truck. That that truck is still parked down in front of the people's house. They get to ride around in it like it's nothing. With with all of that being said, it's 
no disrespect to either. But we just recently had a man right here at the hotel lose his life. He was cuffed, and they shot him down. He was handcuffed, and they shot him down in the hotel about three weeks ago, maybe a month ago. Yeah, that was about a month ago. He was handcuffed, and they shot this man. For what? I'm going to stick to it, and I'm going to say 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 it until God decide to call me home. No time soon, Lord. But if you are scary, you do not need a badge nor a gun. You do not need it. You don't need a badge and you don't need a gun. And if you got short man syndrome, you really don't need it. And short man syndrome go for women and men. You power hungry, those are not items you need. Because you out here killing folks. You out here killing children. People scared. They don't know rather they're going to make it home when the blue lights come on. That should not be. I shouldn't have to get on my phone and call my husband when I get pulled over because I'm scared that somebody's going to hurt me. That's supposed to protect me. That shouldn't be. Every time I get around a, a police officer of some sort, I got to push the record button just so somebody can tell the story for me just in case I don't make it out of this situation. That should not be. That shouldn't be. Yes, blue lives matter. Black lives matter. White lives matter. So speaking of that, I, I, I was a little bothered by a neighbor because after the whole the verdict came out, they put a Blue Lives Matter flag in their yard, and I was just like, okay, okay. I don't know how you expect people to respond to this right now, but I feel like you also can't get mad if somebody come and leave shit on your doorstep or if somebody come and snatch your flag down. Or somebody, you know, have something to say about it because in all actuality, that is disrespectful at this point. But that's their opinion. They always want you to fly flag low when some police officer die or some government official die and all this other crap. We need to have our, why we can't have flags low for George Floyd? Why we can't have flags low for Micaiah? Why we can't have flags low for these people that our own government is killing? Because at the end of the day, that's what's going on. So, you want that change, be that change. So, I, uh, it's an instance. So, the person who raised the flag at my job, or the white lady, you know, she got Trump, Trump, uh, supported things on her, uh, on her truck or whatnot. And she raised the flag all the time. And I agree with what you just said. But she raised the flag all the time. And when the coup happened on January 6th or whatnot, she had flags low. And, like, she, she owned that type of stuff. So in my mind, and I'm cool with her. I said, hey, how you doing? But in my mind, it's just, like, how she really think. It was just, it was just. That's, that's all well and good. But right now, that's not to say that you can't do that. 
it's not to say that you can't make that happen. Everyone is entitled to their own feelings and their own opinions when it comes to this kind of to this kind of thing. I ain't lowering my flag because a police officer. If I had a flag because a police officer died or anything, I'm not doing that. That, that but that's that's the way I feel. It's nothing personable about it. Dang, y'all made me realize I stay in Pleasantville because they got flagpoles in almost every yard. I, you know, I. That's not. That's not a big. That's not a big thing, and it. it you you can't expect you you can't expect white folks to have lower flag for Arby. You can't expect them to do it for Rihanna. You can't expect them to do it for George. You can't expect them to do that. If that's the case, black folks need to start honoring the ones that have been lost at the hands of their government. Black folks need to start doing it. Be the change that you want to see. It ain't. It ain't. You know, it's it's a whole lot of of stuff going on at one time. It's it's all kind of stuff just going on at one time. You 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 just I'm sorry, it ain't no different than uh a child being kidnapped. They found a child and you know, or I'm sorry, not even that. Let me go back to when the sniper happened. Everybody assumed that the sniper was what? White. The, everybody assumed that the sniper was white because white people do that kind of stuff, right? So when it turned out that the D.C. Sniper, sniper was a black man, black folks was disappointed and shocked. Okay, well, what people was he killing? Who was he, ki- who, who was he killing though? He was killing white people. Okay, well, that explains it. He was killing white people. So how but we didn't is, know this was a black person? Wait, what kind of white people were they? But see, but see, the thing is about it. <laughs> sorry, it, it's it's the thing of it's it's the thing. I don't know what kind of white people they well, was. You got you got to think because it was a black guy in California who um had a breakdown and was tired of his racist superiors and went and offed all of them. Like remember, they had a whole manhunt. And even with even with what I, I I made that point to say, it ain't just white people doing this. Us doing it too. But like I said, you have It's different. No. <laughs> it's not different. But it is. It's not different. We have targets. They just shoot everybody. <laughs> it it doesn't matter. It doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it right. I don't care how you flip. That burger, it doesn't make it right. Reparations. There's nothing fair in love and war. But see, my thing is this: you reap what you sow. That's why you can't you 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 pouring in violence. You gonna reap violence. Please, my black people, I am not. I am not making excuses for what's going on. Please don't take it. That's what I'm doing. But what I am saying is, if we want things to change. We got to start changing things ourselves. And on that note, we got to stop killing each other. So White people think it's okay to kill us because we think it's okay to kill us. That's not, I, I don't agree with that one. Uh, we think it's okay to kill us because white people think it's okay to kill us. No. I disagree. If we stop killing each other and become unified, when black folks work together, stuff happens. 
when when black folks get together, things happen. When black folks decide to decide to be unified and come together, we get black presidents. When people, when black folks start to become unified, a lot of times change takes place. Either change takes place or play, uh, things change. I always go back to Hancock. Hancock was better and stronger with his own kind. When you are with your own kind and you come together and you are unified with your kind, you are strong. You are a force to be reckoned with. Are you talking about when he met the, the lady? When he met the lady. Why are you shaking your head? Because remember when they, they had to be apart from each other because if they stayed together, they die. But they stayed together. When it, they stayed together, they died. But when they were together, they fed off each other. That's why they would die. I'm not even talking about that part. I'm just talking about the force that they brought I'm when sorry. they were together. I'm sorry. I'm not talking about the death part. Yeah, I'm not talking about the deaf part. Neither am I. I'm not racist either. I just want to throw that out there. But what I am saying is that we got to stop. We got to stop offing each other. Because I had a friend. Well, I thought he was a friend. And that was his thing. That's how people think. That's how some, not all, that's how S-O-M-E white people think that, well, why do they care about because no one about. ever cared to begin with. We have to think about it. It is systematic economics. You've packed a whole, you've, now you have a a plethora of urban people in an area with limited resources. What are they going to do? It is another way of also population control because I don't have to do it because guess who's going to do it? Because we've limited your resources. Now, we've also dumbed you down in the process. So if there are resources, you're not going to be smart enough to do it because we've told you that ignorant is okay. Who fought? We don't know any better. We come from a generation of not knowing any better. And then when there are people who do know better, people not interested in the person that knows better because of the programming that they have. Again, I ask you, who fought? It's still our fault. Because it sounds like excuses. No, these aren't excuses. I'm just pointing out. I'm pinpointing problems that we need to ha- find soli- solutions. Exactly, to. and I, I'm I'm good, of- and I'm I'm good with those solutions. I am, but the solutions start with us as a race coming together. We have to stop killing each other. Rather you killing each other with violence, rather you killing each other with drugs, rather you killing each other emotionally, whatever. We got to stop killing each other. We, we got to start building each other up. We have to start being more active within our communities. We need to start going to town halls. We need to be up on things that are changing. I agree. Like, just like how my ex, his family, their church is outreach ministries. Their biggest thing is outreach ministries. They go out. They talk to people. And it ain't like you. the term people like to use Bible pushing. No. They're going to talk to you about their personal experience. Right. How that how God has moved them, how they made these changes and was influenced by God to make these changes and how it's better their life. They've just moved their church to the east side. They've had more people come forth and say, you know what, I want to change my life and be saved in the east side where they need it. Right. That they also do provide resources. There's been times I done been down on my behind and I've been able to say, Hey, I need some help. And that's, that's what what we need. That's what that's what the church is about. The church is about being 
a refuge. But yeah, I I still stick with the point of white people think it's so you know some white people think it's okay to dummy down black folks because black folks allow it to happen. Just like did you see it's a video out there. It's a young lady, she's in a commissioner's meeting. And she corrected the guy and told him, my name is doctor. You are going to address me as doctor, such mm-hmm. and such. I he refused that. to address her as right. her, with her doctorate. Her doctorate. You know how long, how much work you got to put in for a doctorate? I had, I had an experience like this with my doctor is actually a nurse practitioner. The only difference between a nurse practitioner and a doctor is the year. one went to school yeah. a little well, longer than the other, only by one year. At that point, I think it's only one year. Wow. If I'm not mistaken, I think it's only about one year. Don't quote me on that. But when I got to the doctor's office, the receptionist asked me, who are you here to see? When I went to sign in, who are you here to see? I said, I'm here to see Dr. Rivers. Dr. Rivers is a black doctor. She's a black nurse practitioner. She blatantly said, oh, you're here to see Miss Rivers? I said, no, I'm here to see Dr. Rivers. She said, well, oh, okay, she's not a doctor. I said, I'm not going backwards and forth with you. She the only doctor I see. I'm here to see Dr. Rivers. And, you know, when I come back, when she sees me, she doesn't. When I say I'm here to see doctor, she doesn't go backwards and she just give me what I need. But I, my thing was, was that what did it matter? That's what you have done it if I came to see nurse practitioner Becky and I call her Dr. Becky I don't put in the work and I ask for you to address me a certain way whether she wanted to be addressed as Kunta Kente the first that's who I want to be addressed as and you know it's 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 a lot you know sometimes I I believe that black folks have just kind of laid down and accept the, the hand that has been given to them. Right, you don't make and that's people the, say your name. You let them say your name any kind of crazy way. Six and the doctor eight. is 12, right? So, oh, Google Man says that it takes six to eight years to be a nurse practitioner. He's now looking to see how long it is for a doctor. I believe it's 12 years. So there is a four to six year difference in the time, possibly. But we don't want to give you wrong information. That's why we hired a Google man. You get paid. (laughs) 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 So, you know, with all of that um, being said, you know, we have to, again, it's 10 to 14 years. So there's roughly, it's not that much of a difference. Because if it takes eight years to be a nurse practitioner, only 10 years to be a doctor, you're only looking at about a two-year difference, depending on what field you go in. Right. So it it is it is a whole lot of things that we have to build as a race. So how these kids become doctor at like 23, 25? Right. Oh, okay. Okay. 
Okay, okay, okay. Thank you for breaking it down. Because I was like, hold up, wait a minute. Yeah, you. And then you have, and then you have honorary. Okay. You have, yeah, there's different types. You have PhDs, you have honoraries, you know. Okay. You have people who. And, wow. Oh my goodness. Disrespect. But, yeah, so it's. So it's it's just the point of building your race back, conjoining your race. And like I said, I still stick with the same thing. Some white folk think it's okay to do the things that have been done to our race because we have allowed it and because we are allowing it to happen and we're also doing it to ourselves. We also are killing ourselves. We also are dummying down ourselves. So it is a thing of it's okay. And like I said, once again, that's just my opinion. I love my race. I love who I am. I love the skin I'm in. But at the same time, I love white skin. I love beige skin. As my son used to say, I like clear skin. I love wow. I love everyone. <coughs> and I treat everyone with the respect that I want to be treated. I get a little raunchy sometimes. Yeah, that's life. That's life. That's life. But at the same time, if I respect you, I I expect not, not I think it's okay. No, I assert that you are going to respect me. I'm directly telling you that you are going to respect me because I'm directly telling you I'm going to respect you. And you're going to respect my rights. You're going to respect my space. You're going to respect every aspect of me because I'm going to respect every aspect of you. And once black folks start making people, holding people accountable for how they treat them, rather they black, white, yellow, green, gray, hey, we're going to be all right. But once again, I believe once we start working together, the stronger we'll be. We're too busy trying, we're too busy beefing off each other. We too busy worried about what the next one got instead of trying to get it together. We too busy worried about what they eating on their plate instead of us, hey, let's, you know what, let me get a little bit off your plate, you get a little bit off your plate, and let's make a meal. No. We too busy trying to either sneak off each other's plate, we either trying to knock each other's plate on the floor, we, we too busy doing too many things. While I can hold myself accountable, I still feel like Whitey has a point, <laughs> has still a big role in it. As much as I want, I still feel like I think it's an even because score. it's too many. It's too many. Black pe- while black people got power, we have no power. We don't have any buying power. Right. So. The we have to remember that while we get to see all of these black programmings and TV shows and all that stuff, at the end of the day, it's still a white man running all of that. It's still a white man controlling what you listen to. It's still a white man controlling what you watch on TV. That's why, like they say about kids, watch what your TV, watch what your kids watch. Pay attention to what your kids watch on TV. Monitor what your kids is watching on TV because they're just putting anything and everything out there because they want you to be influenced. The easiest way to be influenced is in the same thing you watching every day, the same song you listen to because you think it's hot, the same cartoon that your child like to watch. 
it's being integrated into you and you don't even realize it you sitting here trying to fight all of these inner demons and people just keep putting more into you because it's just entertaining but all these people that's doing that is not white no they're not that's why i said it's still they still work for them once again when are we going to start building those things when are we going to start doing that when are we going to start making those changes to make those things not all about the white or whitey, as you just said, you know, what, <laughs> if, what, if, what are we going to do to change that? Like I right. said, when I say it's an even score, that means I believe that white have their parts in it, but I believe blacks have their parts in it as well. I feel like we just got, it doesn't need to be more conversations about it. Because I think we've become so disconnected as a human race. As a human race. Because right. of so many things that have happened prior to now that we're trying we trying to walk back a lot of ancestry things. And you got people trying to hold on to it while you're trying to walk it back. Not only that, you are attached to so many generational curses. Right. You are attached to so many generational curses. And when I say generational curses, those generational curses are, they're linked to the Jim Crow laws. They're, they're linked to uh, running through the woods and barefoot trying to get away from master and the hounds. They are. They, those curses are linked. So now we have to figure out how are we going to break those generational curses so we can move about our life. And that's where it comes into play about what are you going to do to decide to break that generational curse? What are, what are you going to do to be that strong force, to be that change that needs to be made? What are you going to do? How can you analyze the problem and be a part of the solution and not the problem? How can you, what part can you play in being the problem solver? Uh it all starts with self, and people just have to start inf- being informed and educated. Read, 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 read. There, th- These books that y'all be hearing, Breakfast Club and all these other people talk about, like the 50th Law and 48 Laws of Power, and even to Malcolm Gladwell when he did um, uh, Outliners and um, stra- um, talking, to, talking with Strangers. It's so much information in the books, like now I'm doing the celebration of discipline because Lord knows I need it. It's information out there. People just got to have time. I don't always have time to read, so you know what I did? Audible. And that's, and I think that's a lot of where black people lack. We don't read. We don't read. Once again, generational curse because you were being killed for knowing how to read or write. So, <laughs> you know, because that and that's a generational curse. He, she right. And it has been it has been implanted that it's not important for us to read because they ain't going to give us nothing anyway. Stop looking for people to give you something and get it yourself. My daddy come from a core family who believe in reading because his great great granddaddy was not allowed to read and he didn't know how to read. So they just made sure that everybody after that was proficient in reading. Right. I, my mom and my dad, they didn't play that. You, you were going to read. That was just something that you were going to do. I told y'all on a previous, I told y'all on a previous podcast, my mom then was big on current events. Y'all going to do a current event. We had to watch news for a full hour. 
if we didn't watch the news, we had to take time and read some type of newspaper article and explain and expound on that newspaper article. People, 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 people read. And let me tell you, look, let me give you a little something else. It ain't just black folks that don't know how to read. It's not. It's, it's white folks out here that don't know how to read. So guess what? Because they don't know how to read, their children don't know. It ain't just a black thing. We got to stop making everything about a black thing. But listen, understanding that our race is under fire. I get that. So guess what? We have to deal with our race right now because we are under fire. Right. I feel like they got. We are. We are under fire. And because we are under fire, we are the ones that need to be treated now. Granted, the house next door may have some issues too, but they are not under fire. I'm not going to send the firemen to the people next door house when my house on fire. Right. I got to take care of my house first. I got to make sure that it is safe first. So with that being said, with with our race right now, we are on fire. What are we going to do? to put that fire out. And when I say fire, I mean a bad fire. I'm not talking about the fire to be great. I'm talking about this bad host of smoke and fire that we got heading over us. What are we going to do to solve the problem that is here? Because right now, guys, we are under attack and we got to fight back, but we got to fight back with proficiency. We got to fight back with words. We can't fight this thing back with violence because they're going to keep killing us. You know what? It'd be a good thing. Like, if people listen to this and they listen, they post up under it, how they fighting back? What are they doing to fight back? What are you doing to contribute? What are you doing to be the change? What are you doing to be proactive within your community? Even if it's just a change within yourself, what are you doing to be the example? So that's your what challenge. What do you have? Ro is challenging you. When we post this podcast, we want you to leave a comment. What are you doing to fight back? What are you doing to save your people? What are you doing to save your community? What are you doing to save your children? What are you doing to save your children's children and your children's children's children? What are you doing? What generational curses are you breaking? What are you setting forth to break those curses? Let me give you an example. I know a young man whose mama was on drugs, done been through a lot of stuff. This man has now four food trucks, two in Jacksonville. Oh, Lord. The haze just got me just then. Um, but yeah, he has two, he has three food trucks, two in Jacksonville. Didn't come for nothing. But what he did was these two additional food trucks, he hired people to be in the food trucks because now he can pay these people. He's now created revenue and jobs for his community. He did that himself on his own, on his own accord. That is what we need. Y'all tired of talking about something you don't want to go and work for this person. You don't want to go. Okay. Find somewhere in your community where they are creating jobs and it's going to fit your lifestyle. If you have a business, start putting your business in a position where you can start creating jobs for people in your community. There's a young lady, Urban, Urban Energy. Um, girl, don't let me say her name wrong. But she's hired people to come in and work and help her make her product. So with all of that being said, we have challenged you here at the Exactly Podcast. Let us know what you are doing to change or be that change. What have you started to be that change in your, in your racist area? What have you done? Listen, I don't care if you white, black, yellow, green, purple, red. If you're doing something to help the race that's under fire right now, 
once again, all lives matter. But right now, black lives is the priority. We're not an option. We are priority. We are what makes your, we are what make the human race a variety and diversity. We are the important ones at this point. No less, no, no shade to nail to no other race. But right now this house is on fire. What are you going to do to help us put this fire out? It's been real here. The exactly podcast. It's your girl Mimi and I'm chilling with my girl. Be safe out there. Cool ass key. Have a good night. Peace.